This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. And on today's episode, it is going to be a Wellness Wednesday episode, I guess you can call it. (laughs) I'm going to talk a little bit about my schooling and lectures and everything I'm learning at Institute for Integrative Nutrition, otherwise known as IIN. So it's going to be about health, wellness. I guess you can, see, I don't want to say diet because I'm not going to give you, um, I don't know, we'll just see where this episode goes, I guess. But um, at IIN, we're learning that everyone is different. So it's called bio-individuality. And I've always thought this anyways, like what works for one person will not work for everyone. So there's so many diets, so many multidimensional things going on in health. It's so complex. There are so many variables that it's really impossible for all of our needs to be the same, even twins. What works for one person won't work for the other. So this is the approach that they take that I also take. And we learned that it's called circle of life. So it's a big circle, like a wheel. And all of these factors go into our health, not just food, not just what's on our plate, not just exercise and working out. So in the circle of life, there is spirituality, creativity, finances, career, education, health, physical activity, home cooking, home environment, relationships, social life, and joy. This, these all together is what health and wellness is. So the first one, primary food. Primary food refers to what nourishes us off our plate. So it's not the food on our plate. Primary food is powerful because it helps bring awareness to the full picture of our health. It reminds us to take a step back when we're feeling imbalanced and look at our health from a bigger picture. So then there's secondary food. And secondary food is the food we eat. It's the food on our plate. And this refers to what nourishes ourselves. So there is that saying, one person's food is another person's poison. So you have to look and figure out the puzzle, what works for you. There are many factors that lead us to choose certain foods, and this um, can include your health, your lifestyle, your environment, society, culture, even um, economic background and your beliefs and your food relationships. So one thing um, that I'm learning at IIN is a relationship to secondary food. You have to really go back to basics. So I guess if you've heard of like the, it's called SAD or the standard American diet and you know what (laughs) we're accustomed to in the U.S., I guess, is a lot of preservatives, um, unfamiliar ingredients, added sugar, fast food, quick, easy, conventional. Um, And that is, I guess, you know, the standard diet that people have come to know right now. But if you go back to basics, it used to be whole foods, nutrition, you know, people 
gardened. People are actually gardening more now with the um, COVID and everything. So that's awesome to see. But like, I guess when our, well, when my parents were younger and kids, they ate more nutritious and whole foods and no, you know, like added sugar or even um, sugar substitutes. Sugar substitutes are so bad for you, like so bad for you. And so many things have like artificial color, flavor, all that in it. So diet is bio-individual. As bio-individuals, we have different dietary needs, you know, our health, our age, our background, everything. So we have to figure out what works best for our own selves. I personally like to say crowd out. So I'm not going to like lecture. I, I will tell later on in this episode what I do, but I don't put the way I eat on anyone else. I will say crowding out. So have on your plate more fruit and vegetables and whole foods and then crowd out the other foods like, um, what could we say we could crowd out? Um, things that are, sorry, my tea kettle. I always forget my tea. Um, you know, crowd out the sweets. Crowd out the... Anything that's fake and artificial. You want more whole foods, more nutritious foods. And our eating habits. That plays a huge, 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 huge role. So you want to sit down for your meals and take the time to slow down. Like I said, eat more vegetables. Um, Carry a water bottle with you. Uh, I see a lot more people doing that lately, so that's awesome. Express gratitude. Gratitude boosts pleasure by accepting each meal, you know. Just express gratitude in life, not just about your food, but it's great to start there. And then you also, relationships. So that's in the circle of life, relationships. Schedule a weekly phone date. We're just in a life of texting now, but actually call, talk to somebody. I know right now a lot of us are still in um, social distancing, so you might not be able to physically go get coffee or tea or lunch with someone, but if you are, you could do that. FaceTime. Um, Listen fully to people. Listen to what they're saying. Give people your full attention. And lend a hand, whether it's volunteering or helping someone uh, get their groceries. Even like small offerings are significant. Self-care. So self-care is kind of, you know, a no-brainer, but it is really hard these days, especially if we're homeschooling our kids. It's really hard. But if you are able to prioritize, prioritize your sleep rather than just, you know, fitting it in when you can sleep. I guess a goal is like seven to eight hours. They say kids, it's longer kids, 10 relax and recharge. Um, increase circulation. That's super good. So that 
can be done with like dry brushing. Dry brushing is you take a dry brush, you um, go in upward motions towards your heart. So either upwards or if you're in the top of your body, downwards. Self-care, you know, scheduling a facial, a massage if you're able to. Giving yourself your own manicure or pedicure or facial at home mindset huge 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 we all need to laugh more challenge yourself to take yourself lightly and just laugh um say daily affirmations write down empowering statements you could put them up you could put them on sticky notes that's good um I have this book right now on my desk, actually. It's called 52 Lists for Calm, Journaling, Inspiration for Soothing Anxiety and Creating a Peaceful Life. Do that. And then, of course, physical activity. So that's movement. So aim for 30 to 60 minutes a day. I will even do 15 minutes sometimes if I'm really busy, but it just gets your blood flowing. And you need to get your blood flowing on a regular basis Try to fit it in wherever you can. You need to look for small opportunities to squeeze it in. Even if you're, you work in a building, take the stairs up and down instead of the elevator. Um, you need to find an exercise or activity that you like and enjoy. So it could either be walking, jogging, running, hit, spin, hiking, dance, kickboxing, anything that you like. If it feels like a chore, you're not going to do it. You're not going to stick to it. And then some home. So your home environment, that would be create a home environment that is comfortable, that you feel safe in. Some of the suggestions would be buy a plant. Um, and that, that helps with adding more oxygen and life into your area and home. Organize your home. Organize your pantry, your refrigerator, your workspace. More of us are working from home now. Have a set office and keep it organized. Make your bed every morning. Do this as soon as you get out of your bed. It's a great and simple way to start your day. Turn off electronics in the evening before you go to bed. Yeah, I'm really bad at this. Like, I lay in bed and scroll mindlessly and my kids do it too I need to <laughs> work on that one with all of us um so then going getting into food so there's no perfect diet as I'm doing air quotes for diet some people are healthy eating animals some like vegetarian, some vegan. It's difficult to find one. There's no one size fits all. So, I mean, there's hundreds, thousands, millions diet books. You know, there's so many. Um, there are more extreme diets, you know, I guess. I don't know. There's so many out there. But a good way to rely on solid nutrition advice is you know, back to simple, simple how our grandparents ate growing up. Um, everything changes over time, so you need to really figure it out. So, like, 
to determine, I mean, there's like gender, age, and culture. Like men and women eat differently. What works for women may not work for men in our age. Consider what fuels your body. Different cultures eat differently. Um, cravings, your age, culture, and gender are also linked to your cravings. I thought that was really cool because I didn't know that. Obviously, females have cravings during certain times of the month. Um, and then biology and food addiction. This is huge. So Mark Hyman, he has his own podcast and he does a lot of lectures at IIN. He's also... Um, works out of the Cleveland Clinic. Well, he's into functional medicine. And what functional medicine is, is an individualized patient-centered science-based approach. Then, And this empowers patients and practitioners to work together to find the underlying cause, the root cause of the disease. So really the difference functional medicine is a holistic approach and individual biochemical factors, and it treats the whole body and prevention-focused. Whereas conventional medicine is symptom-based, all receive the same treatment, and it's disease-oriented, and it's specialized for particular disease. Um, I'm not saying one is better than the other, because I, I do holistic things, but, I mean, we still go to the doctor, and if we need a prescription, we're going to take the prescription. So I believe in Eastern and Western medicine, I guess you can say. But um, so back to the biology of food addiction. So right now and today, 70% of Americans and 40% of children have food addictions. So I thought that was, that's crazy. And that's a lot. (laughs) But um, it's just so different now with everything like stress stress is one of the leading factors and everything um our food has more chemicals additives and toxins in it also and this though it leaves an imprint imprint impression on our body and our cells so we have more chronic inflammation in our body We have more food allergies. We have more food sensitivities, um, more immune diseases, autoimmune diseases, just all of that. Um, A lot of people say, well, it costs a lot to eat healthy. Organic food costs more. It costs more to buy produce. Um, But you can eat well on a budget. You just have to plan. You have to make a list, make a grocery list, look for coupons, coupons, buy whole foods, pick, you could pick plant-based proteins like beans, um, shop local and seasonal produce, prioritize the dirty dozen. So there's the dirty dozen. It's um, the environmental working group or ewg and they classified the dirty dozen 12 foods that are really really dirty that you should buy organic and then other things that you don't necessarily need to buy organic if you buy in bulk that saves you money compare store prices 
obviously. And then if you shop the outside of a grocery store, that is cheaper and it's healthier. Healthier foods are on the outside. When you get to the inside, that's where all the processed food is, I guess <laughs> you can say. Um, so going back to um, why we have more food allergies and food sensitivities um, and things that can help us with that. So there's factors affecting our immune system. There's the you know genetics, environment, toxins, inflammatory foods like sugars. Um, we're deficient in a lot of vitamins. And then we also, you've probably heard this, we have to work on our gut microbiome. And when you take some antibiotics, it does what it's supposed to do. It kills like the bad bacteria in your body, but then it also kills the good bacteria also. And other things can affect that too, like stress, um, what we're eating, so we want a healthy gut. Um, our diet has a profound impact on bacteria. Our age also, that affects it. Genetics. So what can we do to support it? <laughs> probiotics. I take a probiotic and I also drink kombucha. It's a type of fermented tea. Uh, the brand I like is called GT's Synergy. Um, sauerkraut, kimchi. Um, and I'm talking about like sauerkraut, like raw, like not the canned sauerkraut. You want it to have, um, uh, you know, it's fresh. It's in the refrigerated section and live cultures in it. And bacteria consumed through your diet can help support a healthy gut. Um, some other foods would be like kefir or tempeh, yogurt. And the benefits, it reduces your risk of depression and increases feelings of happiness, reduces circulating cortisol, and that is a stress hormone, uh, reduces feelings of anxiety, and it supports healthy aging. So... And then there's prebiotics, and that is found in some in Jerusalem artichokes, leeks, onions, quinoa. That reduces the risk of obesity. It increases immune function. Um, so that's. Um, what's good for um, gut bacteria and helping with leaky gut disease. So the three things that are scientifically true about bio-individuality is one person's food is another person's poison. I already said that at the beginning. Um, there's no one-size-fits-all of diet. Uh, there's individual dietary needs. You know, we are all different in what we need. So 
really the takeaway is every food affects us differently. Um, there are many factors. Um, sleep deprivation, poor sleep is associated with a lot of things. Um, gaining weight and a, a higher body mass index or BMI. Um, stress, super stressed, more nerve endings in the gut, uh, stress and pace of modern life. And then, um, you know, our digestive diseases, we're in an epidemic of that. There's more people have heartburn or GERD. They have IBS, celiac disease, which is a gluten-related disorder. They have diverticulitis, inflammatory bowel, Crohn's, ulcer, 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 <laughs> colitis, I'll just say colitis. Um, yeah, everything's on the rise. Like autoimmune disease, there's an autoimmune epidemic right now going on because of what we're eating and because of sleep deprivation and being so stressed. Um, our body can't absorb things properly so and our food additives so it's just crazy right now with that so then focusing more on nutrition there are so many diets so many there's I'm sure you've heard of paleo and keto keto is really popular right now um I will say I have I've tried keto I can't do it though I am, I don't eat any animals. I don't like to say I'm vegan because I don't live a ethical vegan lifestyle. I have leather handbags. Uh, my car seats are leather and my husband eats meat and seafood and I cook that for him. So I like to say, I don't even like to say plant-based because I eat crappy non-animal food too. I mean, Oreos are vegan and I eat dairy-free ice cream, but I don't consume anything that comes from an, an animal, so I don't eat poultry, seafood, meat, eggs, or dairy. Um, and my kids are vegetarians. Um, but I tried keto, and I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I eat a lot of noodles and pasta, which I probably should cut down a little, but it just, it wasn't my thing. It's not my thing. But if it works for other people, great, have at that. But there's a thing also I was talking about Mark, Dr. Mark Hyman before. He does pagan. And what pagan is, it's paleo-vegan. So you, it's a cross. It's not just vegan because he does say eat meat, eat um, organic grass-fed beef. Um, but it's, you know, cut out the, the carbs and the gluten and the wheat and bring it back to just brown rice and quinoa and then fruits and vegetables. There is Weight Watchers, Zone Diet. Um, I don't know. There's thousands and thousands. But you ha would have to see, test them all out and what works for you. One, I think that is good that people should do just to see is the elimination diet. I mean, this isn't one you sustain on indefinitely, but the elimination diet, you cut out high inflammatory foods 
and then you slowly add them back in to see what your body reacts to. So high inflammatory foods would be um, caffeine, alcohol, dairy, gluten, corn, soy, and nightshade vegetables. Nightshade vegetables are tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, uh, there's a few more in there I can't think of right now. Um, I think, I don't know if strawberries is. But you would take those all out and then slowly reintroduce yourself to them and see how your body reacts. And if your body has a reaction, then you eliminate that because your body does not like that. Um, supplements and things I take regularly are turmeric and cinnamon. Turmeric is super good. It um, helps with headaches. It helps fight infections. It lifts your mood. Um, it helps with inflammation. Cinnamon. It um, helps fight infections. Also, it stabilizes your blood sugar. And it's said to combat fat around your waist. I don't know. <laughs> um, I take zinc daily, vitamin D, kombucha, like I said, spirulina. I like that. I put it in my smoothies. It's an antioxidant and has high amino acids in it. It's also immune support. I try to do either a green smoothie a day or green juice. And my green juice is celery, cucumbers, lemon, and ginger. Um, the green smoothie, I either use oat milk or almond milk. I do a handful of spinach, a handful of kale, I do a tablespoon of spirulina, almond butter, frozen blueberries, a banana, half a banana, and I think that's it. Oh, and then I, I do a dash of cinnamon, a dash of cayenne, and a dash of turmeric in there. Um, I love avocado toast. I do avocado toast with um, some sauerkraut on it. The sauerkraut I use is cle called Cleveland kraut. And obviously, I live in the Cleveland area, but I think it's this national brand. I mean, I know it's a local brand, so I have it in my um, grocery stores by me, but um, I think you could get it nationally. So it's called Cleveland Kraut, and it's non-GMO. And then when you look for sauerkraut or kraut, you want to make sure it says fermented and... It has live culture on it. Like I said, you don't want to get the canned. Well, I mean, I guess you could if you're doing it. Just whatever. But that's you're not going to get the probiotics. Um, my kids, I try to do fruits and vegetables for them. They don't. My youngest drinks almond milk. My oldest drinks oat milk. Um, they eat eggs, though, and they eat cheese. Uh, my youngest has a dairy intolerance, so that's originally why I went completely dairy-free when she was a baby and little. So these are just things that work for me. Um, other podcasts, I'll get touch more into all the different diets. Um, well, not all of them because there's thousands, <laughs> but more on that side. I just wanted to touch base on... The circle of life and different things I've learned so far at Institute for Integrative Nutrition and 
really that it's not just what's on your plate and what you're eating and consuming through your mouth and physical activity that helps with our health and wellness. It's so much bigger. It's so much. I know there's that saying, you know, it's not just what um, you're eating, but it's what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're reading, who you're hanging out with. And that is so true. It's all of this that affects our health and wellness. So with that, I will end this podcast. And if you guys have any more questions or comments, please let me know always. I'm open to everything. Um, I'm also open to other things you're interested in hearing about. Um, Let me know that. And I Hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Thank you so much.